0: G'day everyone. On today's episode, we'll be talking about the footy fiesta that's starting from July 29 with 20 consecutive days of footy. We'll be talking about the contentious umpiring from over the weekend, our all Australian debutante topic from last week, Gary Albert returning from WA to be with his family in Melbourne, and we'll be paying tribute to Shane Tuck. So sit back and enjoy the episode. <laughs> All right, so 20 consecutive days of footy from
1: July 29. Dreams do come true. Oh, how good is that? It's going to be footy on Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night. Tell you what, it's much better than watching The Bachelor or Big Brother. I don't know if that's still happening at the moment. It yeah. is. It is? It is. Yeah. is. Yeah. Well, wow. yeah. anything's better than those shows. I mean, and- those shows are going to go
0: down the drain with footy on every night. Oh,
1: it, people would just be loving it, wouldn't they? Oh, it's so
0: good. Do I mean, it. like just watching it or well, having a game on Monday night. During the week was great.
1: Oh, yeah. Especially because, you know... It was an know, average game, but... It was an average game, but at least, you know, footy's starting again on the Thursday. We're only going to gone, you know, a couple of days without footy during the week. You yeah. see it just Tuesday, Wednesday, and then footy's back on Thursday, so yeah. it's great. It just means
0: that there's less games on the weekend, but... Yeah. But you'd take that for games every other night, wouldn't you?
1: Something to watch, at yeah. least. Yeah. definitely. Definitely. Do you reckon the quality of football is going to get worse, though, considering teams will be doing, like, five-day turnarounds? Yeah, rounds? I think
0: there's only a handful of teams that are copying that, though. Yeah. So I don't think it's a competition-wide thing.
1: Yeah, uh, no, it's yeah.
0: not. So, but, yeah, there'll be some teams where they're, they're going to be playing, you know, like young players and um, rotating. But yeah, I think as a whole it should be fine.
1: It should be fine. I mean, I guess a lot of people could say the standards being a bit down all season anyway, so it shouldn't make too much of a difference. I just think it's something good to all look forward to.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's, it's going to be great. It's obviously, you know, never happened before. And, uh, you know, if it works well, then who knows what the AFI might do in the future. They might play, you know, Tuesday night games, Wednesday night games.
1: Just to mix it up, yeah. I think it's a good. I I like the idea of it. I mean, personally, the only the only issue is um getting fans into the games in future years. That's true. Yeah. Because a lot of people aren't going to want to go to a you know a seven forty five game and then have work the next morning. Mm. So I mean, it, they can see how it goes and do it from there. But yeah, I reckon it's a good thing well, to test. From a
0: fan's perspective, it's great.
1: Oh so, yeah, especially because yeah. we're sitting at home at the moment, yeah. so unreal.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's really good. So that starts from from July twenty nine. So that's around ten to twelve, is it or nine to eleven?
1: Oh, You've stopped please. me We probably should have looked We that probably up. should have Looked that <laughs> nah, up But it's yeah. around
0: that So it, it'll finish around Mid-August um, Which will be good So yeah the, I think yeah, the idea From the AFL Is just to get the season Done as quick as possible And, and try to play All these games before You know or Just with things Being so uncertain um, Just try to get All these games done So it would be really good Looking forward to it um, But one thing That did come out Of the hubs From last week Was Gary Ablett returning back home to Melbourne to be with his family.
1: That's massive news, isn't it? Yeah,
0: huge. I mean, yeah, there's absolutely no issues with Gary Albert doing that with you know what's going on in his family at the moment. Um, and, yeah, I think the footy world completely accepts that and agrees with it.
1: Oh, 100%. Oh, I think he'd be – if he had stayed, I feel like he'd be getting, you know, questioned for yeah. staying. I mean, he – Family is always the number one priority. Priority, and you know Gary's just done what he has to do to you know be with his son and his wife at the moment. So. Correct.
0: It's just a shame because you know you never know. Like I think most likely this would be Ablett's last season. You'd and, think so. You know, has he played his last game?
1: Well, yeah. it could be a bit like the on um, different situations. Obviously, but it could be a bit like um, Vince Carter in the NBA. He would have finished out this season, but then the um you know the the hub the COVID all hit and they stopped playing and. He never got a farewell game. He just... Mm. That was it. Just abruptly stopped. So, I mean, hopefully that's not the case with Gary. I'd like to see him back out on the field to finish off.
0: He deserves a proper send-off, doesn't uh, he? He's, he?
1: Yeah. Well, as we've said the last couple of weeks, he's arguably the best player of all time. Yeah. I mean, even if you're not a Geelong supporter, you, you want to see him get sent off probably, don't you? Yeah, for sure. I
0: think it's... it's Yeah. It's known across the whole AFL world that Gary Ablett is one... If, mm. if not the greatest, but definitely regarded as one of the greatest to ever play. And he just... He deserves a proper send-off. It... He plays 350 the other week and yeah, you know, in front of no one. So yeah. if he can get a proper send off in front of a full crowd, um, yeah, that'd be great. So let's hope we haven't seen the last of Gary Ablett because it would be a real shame. Um, but we'll we'll get into what happened over the weekend. What of a uh, well, a big topic that happened was the umpiring, especially from Monday night's game. Oh, <laughs> I know you've got a lot to say about this.
1: Oh, I'm. I just can't keep up with the umpiring at the moment. The decisions are so all over the place. I mean, this. I mean, the biggest one is the holding the ball rule that, that's confused everybody. I think one minute, you know, you as soon as you grab the ball and get tackled, you get done holding the ball, and then you know next minute they'll let you get spun around three times. You know, drop it and they'll be like, nah, play on. You know? <laughs> they just need some sort of consistency. And I mean, I think even Ray Chamberlain or not Ray, Steve Hawking came out and said that they made a mistake. Yep. And admitted it, and Ray Chamberlain came out and he tried to review a couple of them. He, you know, he backed them in as a whole though. But, I mean, obviously mistakes are always going to be made. But uh, this is every game now that you're seeing mm. some massive, we well, see some massive differences in, um, you know, the free kick counts during games, yeah. and there's no consistency.
0: Yeah, for sure. No, I don't. I don't think it's just the holding the ball one as well. I think there's been, well, especially on the Monday night game, there were some marks that did not get paid, oh. like that Tex Walker one, for example, where. He clearly had all of the ball. Yes. Yeah. They called it touch and um and then there was a few deliberate out of bounds as well. I feel like it's it's good that they're harsher on deliberate out of bounds, but sometimes they're just way too harsh.
1: Well, he's, yeah, here's one, the the Dan Butler one. On That's what I'm nine. thinking of. Yeah. yeah, he was surging forward, bombed it into the forward 50, and it bounces out of bounds. Why yeah. would you kick it in your forward 50 hoping it goes yeah. out of bounds yeah. when there's someone you know potentially running onto it? Yeah, it's ridiculous. I think you get to know your time and place for a deliberate out of bounds. <clears throat> if he was in the back 50, you know, maybe different. But it, 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 you wouldn't deliberately kick it out of bounds running in your forward 50. So, yeah, some, some of them are very silly, and I think some of the 50 metres that have been given away yeah. as well uh, – I thought the rule was if someone came into protected space, it's 50 metres automatically. Mm. I've seen players run, you know, within two metres of the guy on the, with the ball and they don't pay anything. And then other times, you know, you run around him to get on the mark and they go, no, nah, you came from behind 50 metres. Yeah. I, I want to know what's going.
0: gone. It's just yeah. too inconsistent, way too inconsistent. And especially for a rule like that where the penalty is so harsh like a fifty meter penalty on most occasions can can cause a goal scoring opportunity.
1: Oh, 100 so, percent! You could be on the you know the back fifty, and all of a sudden you're having yeah. a set shot in the forward fifty. It, yeah,
0: yeah. So yeah, there needs to be a lot more consistent consistency around that, and I think after this season, um, and going into next season, they they get, now they need to almost just throw it out, throw out the rule, or not throw out the rules, but like a protected ha- space. Just almost. look at everything, start from scratch, and just bring it back to what it used to be. Because oh, it's, it's just interpretation from the umpires and the rules, it just doesn't seem to be matching
1: up. What are your thoughts on if they leave the protected space rule as is, except instead of 50 metres, they do what they used to do and have 15 metre penalties for that?
0: Because I mm. feel like.
1: 15 is probably
0: maybe a little bit too low. Or you, maybe go like 20, halfway. Yeah, yeah, 25 maybe, yeah. but
1: more so in sense that. If, you, if someone takes a mark and you come in and bowl him over, that's 50 because yeah. you blatantly just come out of nowhere and hit the guy. But if you're just running past and you happen to get within, you know, five metres of the guy, yeah. you know, and that, it's for a stiff... Sure. R- the 50 metre, I feel, is a bit harsh for that kind of consequence, especially when a, nine times out of ten the player is just running straight past the guy with the ball. No intentions just, of interrupting Exactly right. Kick. Yeah, they're not
0: impeding anything. They're no. They're just running past. Yeah.
1: And I think they're good. Yeah, I feel like maybe they should reduce the, um, you know, the penalty for yeah, that. Yeah,
0: potentially. Yeah, they need to have a look at it. Like, obviously, yeah. Don't need to say it, but there is a lot going on this season, and um, I think once the dust settles and um, this season's over, I reckon they need to have a good look at all the, all the rules and um, just fine tune them all because yeah, it's been a bit of a, bit of a shit show this season, oh, but, to, say,
1: to say the least.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, enough umpire bashing for now. Um, the All Australian debutant topic that we spoke about last week uh, and what we put on our show socials, um, got a fair bit of. Uh, Fair bit of feedback
1: on that. Yeah, we got a lot of yeah. responses to so that one. People thought who was going to be the all Australian debut this year. Um We had some ones that you know people obviously taken pretty seriously, and then I think someone suggested Steven Seagal, the uh nineteen yeah. eighties martial arts movie star. I'd yeah. love to see him get an all Australian debut, but something tells me he won't. Well, so. it, it mixes in well with the name of the podcast, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Steven Seagal, Stephen Seagal. So <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think that we got a really good response out of that, and there's some definitely good names chucked in there. I mean, you yeah. had. Robbie Tarrant, I know, was one of them suggested. Yeah. Charlie Dixon, um, you know, Mark Pittner, Jacob Wietering. Um, Jack Martin, Jack Martin. There, there, was a ton of people that were suggested. So I thought it was really good. Yeah, it was really good,
0: really good. Um, yeah, and, and I think you were saying before, like you were surprised that Charlie Dixon hasn't been selected yet. No, yeah.
1: well, when when it was suggested, I remember I had to go and just double check that he mm-hmm. hadn't made a team before we posted it and embarrassed yeah. ourselves a bit. Yeah. I just thought he would have had one by now, but, yeah, he hasn't. And, and, and I mean, the way he's going, he looks like he'll have one at the end of the oh, I year. I think he'll but definitely
0: be in this season. Yeah.
1: Oh, I mean, who else, no one else is dominating like he is a, as a full forward. As, as a power or, forward. Yeah, power he's, he's forward. been the best this
0: season. Yeah, yeah. Oh,
1: by far. So um, I think that'll be, you know, good to see him get one. But, yeah, definitely a lot of good names thrown out there. And it was just good to get some feedback and, you know, some interaction with the, the audience.
0: For sure. Yeah, and in, in the coming weeks, we'll uh, we'll make our own pressure point rolling All-Australian team. Um yeah, for the, for the second half of the season as, as it starts to take shape now. So, um, yeah, we appreciate all the, all the responses for that and um, we'll see if they all get up this season. Um, so we'll move on to, well, a sad topic. Well, sad thing that happened during the week was the passing of, of Shane Tuck. Um, that came through, was it Monday? Yeah, yeah Monday. Monday. So very sad, very sad. Obviously, former Richmond player, um, yeah, had a very good career, didn't he, at AFL level. Um, obviously his dad, you know, played <laughs> five thousand games for Hawthorne, yeah. didn't he? So um yeah, very sad times. It was a very sad, very flattening day Monday when that news came through.
1: Oh, extremely, extremely. I mean, for me personally as well, Shane Tuck was oh, he's just a name that whenever I mean, obviously it's different now, but whenever he was brought up after he retired, it was always a name that sort of just took you back to or made me think of a time, you know, when I don't know it was just a different Richmond era and it just sort of, you know, it was nostalgic in a sense and and Shane Tuck was when I mean, me and my cousin used to call him the Warhorse. He was just always running, always found the footy. He was just a hard nut, um, just a great great footballer. I know from all from everything I've heard, he was a great clubman as well. And it, you know, it's it's obviously extremely sad to see a passing like that, especially he's only thirty-eight years old, far too young. And, you know, unfortunately he's left behind a you know, a wife and two kids, which is never good to see, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm actually feeling this one. I don't normally, you know, I don't normally feel this way about people I don't actually know personally, but yeah. I think it's just when it comes back to,
0: you know, mental health and, and all that sort of stuff, it really, it upsets it upsets it more. It makes it a lot worse because it's, you know, these things can be avoided. It's just, it it's getting ridiculous now, the amount of good people we're losing to, to suicide and um, the things that's got to do with men's health as well. It's yeah, it's, it's terrible.
1: Oh, it, it is it's shocking. It really is. And I think this, you know, this just shows how... I mean, Michael Tuck and, um, had a statement out about Shane and he said, you know, he was the type of guy that he definitely had some some battles, you know, internally, but he was just one of those classic, you know, tough guy. He doesn't, didn't you know, you don't want to express your feelings. And I really think, as you know, as a culture in general, we've really got to turn that around because it is okay to talk to people about this sort of thing and... You know you shouldn't have to let it eat you inside mentally, and you know hit breaking point as you know. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. I just yeah it, we need to remove the stigma around um, yeah men's health and um, yeah men speaking out about this sort of stuff. Like it's 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 not tough to hide your emotions. It's it's you know you're you're tough by showing your emotions and um, yeah we are losing far too many far too many men to to this and um, you know if anyone is going through any hardships any any tough times you know we're you know we're both here to to listen and um there's professionals out there that can help you so it's um that's the tough thing to do and the, you know it's certainly not hiding it so um yeah it's it's sad that Extrem- we have to, have to talk about things like this but
1: extremely sad but as marcus said you know there's uh, you know, you always go to a family member or someone close if you can, but, you know, we're, we're both here if anyone ever wanted to chat. And as you said as well, there's professionals, there's, there's things that can be done. You don't, you don't have to keep it all into yourself anymore. So, you know, definitely try and express your feelings and, you know, tell people how you're feeling and, you know, get as much help as you can.
0: Exactly. Well said. All right. We'll, uh, we'll get stuck into the footy. Um, we'll, uh, we'll review round seven. <laughs> we'll review, we'll, we'll go back all the way to Thursday night. Geelong and Collingwood Jeez, a was a while ago it Feels like three <laughs> weeks ago now. Yeah Jeez, um, this was a pretty For me, it was a pretty one-sided contest Even though the scoreboard wasn't a smashing But it felt pretty one-sided to me
1: It did feel yeah. pretty one-sided as well I mean, we tipped this to be one of the games of the round um, Yeah, I mean we had, I mean, Obviously, probably the biggest thing to come out of it Is how good Jordan degoey is oh, He's I, a superstar I've never been I think I've just never liked him Just, I don't know I don't know, I don't like I I think his just kids a Congo player really, but, yeah. but he is an he's an absolute star. I mean he kicked five and he, he had an injured hand, which I mean could mean he's likely to miss a month yeah, now. He, but he is. Well he is? Yeah. Oh there you go. Well, I think he's, it's
0: longer than a month too. Yeah, yeah, so
1: I mean he played out the game with it, so that's really impressive in itself and to still kick five goals. Absolute superstar. Yeah. Um and the pies
0: look very good. You know, they're slowly getting all their players back and they're looking like a force again this season. Um, I think, for me, they're the Premiership favourite just because so, they can they can play anywhere. They travel well. They do travel so, yeah. well.
1: I mean, and like you said, they're getting players back. Sidebottom, I think, is due back next week. Um, you know, Trello obviously came back a couple of weeks ago and he's already in another... What happened? He get like another 33 touches yeah. or something, I think he had. All these so. games
0: back, he's gotten over 30 touches. Yeah, so, there. I
1: mean, he's just a superstar as well. Yeah. So. And their back line, I mean, they kept the Cats at the lowest score since 2001. yeah. But, I mean, in saying that, there's been a lot of that happening recently in footy this year. There's been a few teams that have kicked their lowest score for the first time in it's, a long time.
0: It's a little bit hard to read into that just with the shortened games. Yeah, definitely. There's always going to be those those teams that do like hold records like that. But, yeah, it is still quite concerning, though, isn't it?
1: Yeah, well, it is. It is. But I think, yeah, that, I mean, credit to Collingwood's backline for being able to keep them to that. They're not, you know, then, yeah, I think it was just good to see them stay strong, especially without, you know, you um, know, Jeremy Howe is probably the general back there. You'd think. Yeah, and I think
0: they get uh, Sidebottom back this week, I believe. His suspension's over. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're, uh, they're purring the pies. <laughs> <laughs> that would have made more sense to say about Yeah, I was but... going to say, you,
1: I think you've uh, lost your analogies there. But... Uh,
0: we'll, uh, we'll go to the votes for that, game. So we gave uh, one vote to Paddy Dangerfield, two votes to Adam Trelaw, and three votes to Geordie Degoe. Superstar. <laughs> Absolute superstar. All right. Well, uh, I'll let you take over Friday night's game.
1: Yeah, so we had Essendon versus the Western Bulldogs at Metricon, another one that feels like an eternity ago. And, geez, the dogs uh, bounced back in a big way, didn't they?
0: They were very good. They were very good. Um, the Bombers looked average. Yeah. Very, very average. Um, I mean, they're, they're missing a couple of their superstars, but um, to get dominated like they did was, it was pretty concerning, given their form recently.
1: Yeah, exactly. It is disappointing, especially because... Well, I mean, you go back a couple of weeks ago and, you know, the, the limits this year for them were endless. They were, they were looking really good. And then to have a game like this just sort of throws it all in the bin a little bit, doesn't it? It does. It does.
0: Um, but, you know, as I said last week, I knew the dogs would bounce back after what they did. They were a better team than what they were the week before. Um, and I guess this game makes Carlton look pretty good, doesn't it? So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, But, no, yeah, they looked very impressive. Um, Timmy English is an absolute superstar ruckman. Oh, I mean, he's only twenty two years I'm old. say, give him a
1: couple of years, and he's doing some
0: crazy things. Um, so they've definitely got a, a ruckman there for the next decade. Um, but yeah, that was uh, yeah very impressive from the dogs. Um, and in the votes, we go one vote to Jack McRae, two votes to Lockie Hunter, and three votes to Timmy English. All right. So Saturday's games, we had GWS in Brisbane, a Giant Stadium. Uh, Brisbane winning away from the Gabba,
1: which is yeah. a good sign for them. Well, we did talk a lot about them not being able to do so, and they proved us wrong.
0: Yeah, they look very good, um, and they have been. Con- they are into flag favoritism after that game too.
1: You'd think so, wouldn't you? Yeah, I Just think officially, officially on, on sports oh, on bet. Yeah, well, that means it is official. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and aspo- I mean, especially considering um, all the rest of the season, they're most likely going to be in Queensland. Yeah, I mean, apart from a couple of games, I travel, but
0: well, especially if the finals and. Possibly the grand final or at the Gabba. Oh, it, that swings it into Brisbane's
1: favour, doesn't massively, it? Massively, massively. So, I mean, the just the way they played, and I mean, even Lockie Neal was kept relatively quiet for Lockie Neal standards yep. by Matt DeBoer and the the Lions still played really, really well without him. So. Yeah, they did,
0: they did. And on the other end of that, the Giants looked a bit, uh, I don't know, a few issues there. I reckon. I mean, they're three and five. You know, who knows how long, how much longer their window is left open to win a premiership
1: well windows don't last very long no they don't a lot of clubs have found that out the hard way so yeah I don't know it's good to see we'll have to see how they bounce back after this but like you said 3-5 and five at the moment it's not a great record for a club that was almost going in premiership favourites at the beginning of the year before you know anything started yeah, so
0: they were they might uh, they. well I think they definitely still have scars from the grand final For sure.
1: Uh, Richmond have that effect on clubs. (laughs) First Adelaide, now the Giants. They do. All
0: right, the votes for that game we gave one vote to Stephen Canillo, who has definitely bounced back since copying that um, criticism the other week. Two votes to Dane Zorko, and three votes to Zach Bailey. The other game on the Saturday was between Sydney and Gold Coast at the SCG. This was a very entertaining game, this one, I found. It was uh, a two-two very. Sydney not usually attacking, but they actually played much better this week.
1: It was a lot more better. It was a lot yeah. better to watch them um, than previous rounds. That's for sure.
0: Did, yeah, but the Suns were very impressive. I was, um, yeah, I, you know, at the start of the season, I said, oh, let's give them a six to eight week block." Yeah. I think I've seen it now. Have they passed. I think have they so. The test? I think so. They're playing really well uh, and super consistent too.
1: Yeah, it's very. I mean, yeah. even the games have lost they 've been in them uh, yeah they yeah. haven't been blown out of the water they've been in the games have lost which is encouraging so yeah. um no definitely definitely and you think there'd be a good chance to play finals if they keep it up I
0: think so like no no one's ready to to lock them in for finals just because it's Gold Coast well no
1: one's ready to lock almost anybody in the yeah, season it's game, true so
0: but everyone's still you know skeptical around them just with, you know, given their reputation but yeah I think who are the, who have they got this week let me have a look quickly Bulldogs that's right they got the prime time game. They've got the prime time game this week. And about think, time
1: too, I reckon. Yeah.
0: The, I think if they can get that one, then we can take them seriously. But um, but for me, they've been very impressive and they haven't put a foot wrong yet, which, is, which has been really good. Um, Hugh Greenwood's been an incredibly good pickup for them. Oh, he's been unreal, hasn't he? Yeah. He's arguably been their best player this season behind... Matty Real, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but I think he's going to overtake him come season. Yeah, I was going to say, the, man, yeah. the
1: man hasn't played in a couple of <laughs> weeks and we're still tooting on. <laughs>
0: um, And Isaac Rankin backed up his debut game. Oh, oof. Kicking, <laughs> kicking a couple of uh, great snags. Um, so, yeah, but that was it was a really, really entertaining game. Like, Sydney were pretty close in the last quarter, but Gold Coast kicked um, you know, the last couple of goals to, to edge it out by 30 points. Um, but the votes for that game, we gave one vote to David Swallow, Two votes to Luke Parker and three votes to Hugh Greenwood. All right. Richmond North, the other game on the on the Saturday night.
1: Oh, yeah. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, obviously, I was very happy with this one. I think Richmond, um, you know, we showed glimpses of, you know, the old Richmond, I guess, from the last couple of years with a lot of pressure and fast moving footy and all the rest of it. But I, I was really happy to see with a lot of players not in, a lot of premiership players not playing, a lot of our... Depth was showing that they could get the job done.
0: Yeah, very impressive. Um, what's his name? How do you? How
1: De- he- Derek Eggmalesi Eg- Eg- Smith. <laughs> Eggmalesi Smith. I call him the Eggman. Jeez, he's got a nice kick on him, doesn't he? Oh, he does. Yeah, he really does. Um, it's only his fourth game, and he got best on ground.
0: He's a really smooth mover.
1: Oh, extremely, yeah. extremely. I mean, contentious maybe that he got best on ground, considering uh, Sean Higgins had thirty-six disposals, but in a losing side. So yeah. Um, but yeah, no I thought he had a great game And just really, and like, is Another one that shows You know Our second tier players If you want to call them that Can still step up And get the job done Mind you North aren't exactly a, Well the way they're playing At the moment They're not really a big threat I guess you'd say They've got some worries down there You've kept them to two goals Which is <laughs> Shocking well, From a North Melbourne perspective Oh definitely Well I mean Ben Brown had three shots on goal And he's probably oh, I'd consider him almost The best set shot in the league Which is usually very accurate And he just couldn't find, you know, the big sticks either. So, yeah. yeah, definitely some concerning signs at North.
0: Well, there was talk this week about Ben Brown moving clubs. Well, there's been a lot of interest about him Well, yeah, maybe elsewhere.
1: what's a classic fresh start scenario, yeah. isn't it? You think you get a fresh start and... I mean, I like, know. he's been...
0: He's had a very good career until this season. Like, it's not like it, he's... Does he desperately need a fresh start? Like, he's no. Had, he's had I, a couple of bad games.
1: I don't think so. I, yeah. I think people are probably looking into it a bit much. Yeah. I mean, he's... He's a superstar, really yeah. I mean, he's such a good kick on goal Good mark normally He's just, you know, in a bit of a form slump at the moment and Yeah I don't think it'll take too long for him to pick that back I up I think so
0: Yeah, he's a good. He's, he's too good of a player to you know, go too long without a good kicking on a goal
1: Oh yeah, and I, and I feel like North really can't afford to let him go No They struggle to get other players in already at the moment You know, obviously some notable names have missed out in the last few years But they wouldn't want to let Van Brown go so yeah, so obviously North won't be too stoked with their performance on the weekend and nor are their fans. And uh, speaking of their fans, I've got a diehard North supporter on the line now that I think has a few words to say about his club's performance over recent weeks. Hughie. G'day, Hugh. How you going, mate?
2: G'day. Very well, thanks. Yourself?
1: Oh, can't complain. Can't complain. Pretty... Pretty happy after Richmond got up over North on the weekend. Did you? Did you manage to catch any of it?
2: Yes, unfortunately, I did. I sat myself down on the couch and watched the whole game, and uh, yeah, it was a rough viewing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I remember at uh, I remember at one point you you texted me and you were you were pretty filthy. You said you can't believe you thought you were going to be good this year, and you, you turned to hard liquor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, there was. I did turn to the liquor cabinet at half time. That's for sure. I had to get through the game somehow, but um. Yeah, we started the season well and everyone was up and about and then it's gone downhill very very quickly So yeah, what, what, what do you what do you think's gone wrong at North?
2: Uh, well, the ball movement is horrendous It's so bad honestly, it's like watching Melbourne back in their, uh, their heyday play yes. <laughs> um, The injuries obviously don't help Cunnington, Larkey, Diebel, um, Pretty important players, but just the ball movement's been awful and a lot of our uh, kind of middle-range players are having horrendous seasons as well, which obviously doesn't help.
1: Yeah, I feel, I feel like definitely your, your middle-class sort of players need to be on fire as well as your stars to have a successful team. Um, obviously, Zerha was a laid-out as well, the, the new young superstar down at North.
2: Yeah, no, unfortunately he was a laid-out, as you said, which was um, which doesn't help. His physicalities are, are very important, and having that out was... Um, was a pretty big hit, particularly with Anderson
1: out too, who's the other one who's pretty physical and, uh, and hard at it. Yeah, definitely. Now, you got... Uh, we noticed Ben Brown hasn't exactly been kicking straight, considering he's one of the best set shots in the league. What, what do you reckon has gone wrong with Ben Ben Brown? You reckon he need some new boots? or? Yeah,
2: uh, his confidence is just absolutely shot, I think. He's, um, his run-up used to be kind of what made him such a good kick, but now I reckon him running got the Dennis Lueg-style run-up. I reckon he's got more time to think about missing it, to be honest. Yeah, he's, just, he's he, having a
1: mare. I'm gonna say he's he's almost got a full quarter of footy the, the way his run up is. It's that long <laughs> to think about his kick. So yeah, that's the thing. He's obviously
2: not getting many many touches a game, and when he does, he's
1: shanking them. So right, you definitely need him back in form for you guys to sort of I don't know turn the season around. I guess you could say. Now you've obviously got yeah, Ca- you've obviously got Carlton coming up this week, and I mentioned before the uh, the phone call that your old man's a Carlton supporter. What's what's the beef looking like in the family for this weekend? Yeah, look, Dad's in uncharted territory because Carlton a favourite. He doesn't really
2: know what to do with himself. Generally, it's me with all the trash talking leading up to the game, but he's been pretty chirpy. (laughs) <laughs> pretty chirpy this week oh, i bet he we started going on about how they've got the better Mackay
0: so. <laughs> Well that's an, that's an easy argument that one <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Well, Actually it'll be an interesting um, Mackay versus Mackay Because I think those two have been known to trash talk each other a bit So yeah. could be a bit of verbals on the field
1: Nah it should be good and I, I feel your pain I've got some uh, Carlton supporters that won't shut up around me at the moment as well So <laughs> I, feel, I feel your pain here I'm not confident yeah. at all yeah, Mar- no, Marcus, Marcus actually said just before we rang you that he reckons he was going to put a couple of hundred on North to win. <laughs> well, I'm not. I just,
2: yeah.
0: It's just Calm being favourites. So it doesn't sit well with me.
2: Not at all, no. It's a very Calm thing to do to lose by 10 goals. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, a de- to a depleted North, we've lost five in a row.
1: Right, you're due for a win.
2: Exactly right. We are due for a win, although if we play anything like we have the last five weeks, we are, we won't get close, I don't think, unfortunately.
1: Wow, it's all. I guess you all have to wait and see I guess, but uh, do you reckon when you get A few players back you guys can turn it around Or do you think you're destined to sit Lower on the ladder No, no, I think we. I don't think we're anywhere Near second
2: bottom side, once we've got Guys like Cunnington, Larky uh, Zerha, Zeebel back, I think we will We will win a few games Particularly playing, I think we're meant to play Four down in Hobart where we have some kind of Unbelievable record, so <clears throat> I think we will I think we will pick up and win a few games, which is almost worth, um, You know, in our position, looking at a rebuild, you'd probably rather kind of finish second bottom than win, win a few and end up finishing, you know, 13th or 12th or something. But obviously, you want to see your team win. So, yeah, I think we will win a few.
1: Yeah, fair enough. And just lastly as well, we got obviously 20 days of footy coming up in a row. How do you reckon uh, that suits the Kangas with, you know, obviously you said a bit of a depleted side at the moment, a lot of younger guys. Do you reckon this suits the, the quick turnarounds or...?
2: I actually don't know to be honest obviously um, I think there's been a bit in the media regarding our pretty poor injury management Um, so I'm not too sure we've had a lot of kind of soft tissue injuries over the last couple of years and we do have a few older guys with Goldie, Higgins, Tarrant, uh, who else have we got? Jasper Pittard, McNillan they're all you know 29, 30 so if a few of those guys go down again then then we're in some trouble but hopefully with, with a lot of the young guys they're pretty fit and they should be all right to get through.
1: Well, I'm keeping my fingers crossed the North I mean, I was glad to see them lose over the weekend to the, the Mighty Tigers But hopefully they can turn their season around And, you know, p- pick up from what was a great start to the season You know, so hopefully they can continue that early form And, yeah, finish, like you said, finish a little bit higher up in the ladder than second last So Yeah,
2: he's hoping that we are We do show something at least Because um, the last five, six weeks we've
1: been, yeah, as I said, we've been awful Yeah, well, anyway, hopefully he can turn it around But Anyway, Hugh, I appreciate you jumping on and having a chat to us. Uh, you know, it's always good to get, you know, someone on and other than us to talk about a different team than Richmond and Carlton for once. So it's good to have you on. Yeah,
2: no, thanks very much for having me.
1: My pleasure. Alright, mate, I'll speak to you soon. Thanks very much. Thanks, mate. See you, mate. See Bye. We'll go to the votes for
0: that game. So we gave one vote to Jake Arts, who's he's doing alright, isn't he?
1: Well I'll tell you what, he... <laughs> He almost didn't want to kick his first goal of his <laughs> AFL career. He had three he had three shots on goal that he all missed yeah. before he kicked his... Uh, well, he kicked two in the end, but before yeah, it took him a while to get on the board. But he's he's all right. I'm liking Jake he's, Arts. His pressure has been unreal. Yeah,
0: he's done well since coming in. Yeah, Ex- he's done really well. Yeah, extremely. Yeah. Um, two votes to Sean Higgins and three votes to the Egg, Egg Malisi Smith. The Eggman. <laughs> what a name. Love it. Um, all right, so Sunday, we had Carlton and Port Adelaide at the Gabba. Um, are you, you going to cry
1: talking about this one Or should I take over no, I'll be
0: strong I'll be <laughs> strong for this Look it was one of the games of the season It was a really really good contest It was ferocious It was incredibly contested Both teams had a red hot crack um, Which is a real positive um, Being a Carlton supporter To say that we you know, matched it with Arguably the best team In the comp at the moment
1: Top of the ladder Yeah For a reason So
0: Um, I think the Blues Were very unlucky Not to win the game For obvious reasons With you know Robbie Gray kicking One of the goals Of the season From 50 out After the siren You know It's as clutch as it gets On the boundary line It's It's you can't even be as a, you can't even be upset with that kick because it was such a good kick in the moment like it was it was unbelievable
1: and leading up to that kick it looked like Port Adelaide almost trying to lose the game first. yeah how many shots on goal Oh, did they, they missed have? about
0: four shots in and all
1: easy God. shots yeah, and definitely. then Robbie Gray finishes with that it's unbelievable but
0: yeah so there's an argument to say that Port probably should have been in front already but then Carlton also missed a few opportunities in the last quarter too so it definitely could have gone either way um, Carlton you know doesn't lose any fans from that game they were, they were very impressive and I mean, if Robbie Gray doesn't kick that goal, people are probably talking about Carlton definitely playing finals this season.
1: Well, but, yeah, exactly yeah. right. I mean, all literally one kick changed yeah. the conversation of the week for you know the yeah. Blues and Ports. So.
0: so, look, there's no shame in, in that as a Carlton supporter, but, geez, it was heartbreaking to, to lose in that way, that's right. for sure.
1: I mean, you, you hate the term honourable loss, but, I mean, this is almost I mean, one of them. Yeah, but I know, I know. <laughs> So anyway. Sorry to mention the honourable loss.
0: <laughs> what I do want to mention from that game, though, is Sam Walsh. He's is courageous mark. For me, I don't want to sound too biased, but I think that's
1: going to be biased? one of the, one of the marks of the season. <laughs> that is, it, yeah, just the courage you know you have to have to put your body on the line and like that. Just to get in front of Charlie Dixon,
0: who weighs about thousand kilos. Oh, he's a small player, most, most intimidating <laughs> player in the game. And to back into that pack and mark that was incredible. I oh,
1: thought. yeah. Do you, do you reckon he silenced a few critics after Definitely. a slower start to the season? I hope Kane
0: Corns is watching that game.
1: I hope he's listening to this. I hope he's listening to this. I'm and sure if, he is. And if you are, make sure you spread the word a little bit for us, would you? Shout
0: out, shout out to Kane Corns. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll go to the votes for that game. Okay, one vote to Jacob Wietering, just continuing his great season. Two votes to Sam Walsh and three votes to Charlie Dixon, who was just dominant on that game. Um, Hawthorne, Melbourne. This one, Hawthorne. Jesus.
1: Jeez, Hawthorne, a bit of a...
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 Absolutely. That, that sums them up very well, that, doesn't it?
1: Oh, well, I want to know what's happened to them. Uh, what? I mean, Only go back, what, three or four weeks ago and, you know, they're all final-looking side. Yeah.
0: Well, they, but they smashed Richmond in round two, didn't they? Or round three, yeah.
1: Round three, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and then I mean, everyone was,
0: you know... Jumping on the band. Yeah, or, they were. Yeah,
1: definitely. And then compared to that game to now, losing to the Melbourne and... Losing to Melbourne, you know, convincingly. Yeah. Um, but says then, yeah. on the other side good.
0: of that, everyone, you know, Melbourne are getting pretty pumped up after that win, too. So, oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. But right. I, think I mean, that was their best game since 2018. Yeah. Melbourne. Yeah. For sure. Definitely.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, for sure. they got a lot for D's to be excited about for this game. It's now just keeping that consistency and trying to do a week in, week out, which they haven't been able to do.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, Christian Petrarca looks like he's definitely elevated his game to the next level this season.
1: Uh oh, he, well, he's put it together, you know, every week, which yeah. has been a problem in the past. But yeah, I mean there's big talk about him this week, definitely. There was, you know, Shane Crawford came
0: out and said he's better than Dustin Martin, he's the, you know, best bull in the competition, which I don't agree with, not yet anyway. I mean, he has the potential to be, but you know, this is his first real consistent
1: high-level season that he's put together. Yeah, I want to see a bit, a lot more from Christian yeah. Petrarca, but you know, but I, I still think he's a he's a gun. Oh, he's a, he's a. I know you're not you're not saying he's not, but yeah, he's a, he's still a star. His so. his
0: upside is enormous. Um, but to compare him with Dustin Martin and players like that, I think it's too early. He needs to put a couple of good seasons together. Like he's always throughout his career so far, he's he's bobbed up and played amazing football, but then he'd go missing for five to six weeks. So now he looks like he's being consistent and playing at a sustained level. So, you know, in two, three years' time, if he's still playing like this, then we can have that conversation that he's better than Dusty and players like that. So. Oh, exactly yeah. right.
1: Another one that played really well and has been probably quiet lately was Clayton Oliver. Yeah. yeah. He, he popped up again too, which is good to see because, I mean, if Melbourne want to win games, they need well, both of those guys especially to be well on on fire and exactly they both right. were on the weekend. Well, in
0: 2018 when they were you know, a good side, they had Clayton Oliver, Max Gorn. All those sort of players just dominating every week. So, And they appear to be doing that at the moment. And that's why they're getting the wins. Mm-hmm. So, um, But the votes for that game, we gave one vote to Clayton Oliver, two votes to Max Gorn, and three votes to the track. All right. Freo and West Coast, the Derby. Or the
1: Derby. The Derby. How are we Derby, or derby, or derby? Derby. derby? derby. Uh, we had derby. this question that's last right. week. We'll say Derby, they say Derby. Potato, potato. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was a. Uh, I mean, I-, I watched the first half of this game and it was actually really good. I think having a, a good crowd there helped.
1: Oh, 100%. It was the biggest crowd of the
0: year, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. So I think they just under 30,000. It was good. West Coast looked like they're semi back to what they were. But yeah. I'm not fully convinced yet. But being back at home helps them a lot.
1: Oh, 100%. But they did win a couple games to finish off in, they know, do. in Queensland too. And. Well, I mean, as we've said before, no club really looks, you know, as dominant as they were in previous seasons. So, I mean, I, I think West Coast, you could consider them to be back, yeah. Yeah,
0: and another person who's back is Josh Kennedy.
1: Ooh. Mm. Four goals. And, I, lo- I love watching Josh Kennedy play. He is, he's a great forward. He is yeah. superstar forward. I, I love watching him. I mean, he, he's just got such a nice kick on him, doesn't he? He does,
0: he does. He's um, I mean, he could have kicked eight. He kicked four goals, four. Yeah. Yeah, so he, he was very dominant. And you know when Josh Kennedy is up and about, the usually the Eagles Eagles win. Um, and I think he took home the the best on ground medal as well. So he's hitting some form, and yeah, the Eagles that puts him into the eight. I mean, I can't see them dropping out of the eight now that they've got. All these home games coming up
1: No you wouldn't You wouldn't have thought so You wouldn't have thought so And the Eagles made me Look pretty silly After last week I was so convinced Free would get the win That's what <laughs> you
0: were too
1: I don't know yeah. I just had this feeling Obviously it wasn't true But yeah No nah, yeah. the Eagles made me Look silly But yeah <laughs> I don't see them Popping out of the eight Either now Not not with the string Of home games I've got Nah Can't see that happening um,
0: But yeah We'll go to the votes So we've got one vote To Tim Kelly Two votes to Brad Shepard who's, who's putting together A really nice season And three votes To Josh Kennedy the game on the Monday, so Monday night footy was back. It was Adelaide and St Kilda. Interesting game to put on a Monday night, but well, it actually wasn't too bad.
1: No, it worked out yeah. all right, man. We questioned the fixture choice in the last episode, but um, the game turned out to be pretty good to watch. I actually enjoyed it. And Adelaide, I think for almost the first game this year, didn't look terrible.
0: No, they actually didn't. I actually didn't yeah. mind
1: watching them play. I mean, Tex Walker, I'm not a you know not a big Tex Walker advocate, but he played really well on, on all of, you know... Adelaide's decent players all sort of lifted this week, and I thought it was, yeah, you know, it showed.
0: Does being back at home help them?
1: I think so. Mm. I think it helps. Yeah. Um, they're probably obviously a bit more comfortable down there, but I mean, they still didn't get the win at the, in the end, so.
0: They had a good crowd, too. They, had a good they were cra- pretty fiery. Yeah, oh, it was the good to see. Adelaide supporters yeah. are. But
1: that's what you want, though. You, you yeah. know, we want that sort of passion back in the game because we've missed it for how many yeah. weeks now. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, not, I'm obviously not convinced Adelaide are still. As we said last episode, I still don't see them really winning a game. that Nah. Not it's... the way they're playing. But, I mean, I mean this, this, was, this was good signs
0: for I f- them. I feel like, though, if, they are, if they're going to pinch a win this season, it's going to come at home.
1: Yeah. yeah. If it's going to come yeah. anywhere, it's going to be yeah. at home for sure. But, I mean, I don't think we should, you know, dismiss the Saints. I thought the Saints still played pretty well. I thought they probably should have won by more, but they had their opportunities. Well,
0: they were challenged and they did well to, you know, to, to kick away from them towards the end Yeah, anyway. exactly right. Yeah. Um, Jack Steele's playing some unbelievable footy. Oh, he's
1: he's, he's oh. another one. I know we said the word superstar a lot today, but he's definitely you know well, he's he, up there.
0: Well, he's yeah, he's definitely having his best season so far, and I think he's definitely a smoky for the All Australian. I know no one no one said him last week, but I think after his performance on Monday night, I think he's going to be right up in the conversation. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he's. I think he's put three to four games in a row now where he's just been best on ground. So he's doing really well. Um, and it's good to see like The Saints are, and they're, they're really sharing The load as well They had 8 different Goal scorers Dan Butler's Playing well again <laughs> and, a, and
1: another one Another one Three goals what
0: fresh starts too.
1: Oh fresh starts I'm you, It's all about the Fresh starts <laughs> yeah. at the moment So no nah, Dan Butler I mean he's been doing the, he's, he's up there in the Coleman I He think, is yeah, yeah. At the
0: moment so. And he's another one For an all Australian Spot too As a forward pocket Well as a forward
1: pocket yep. him, You'd think him and Papley at the moment Would be the 2 you yeah. We'd be looking at For sure so I think it was good, and obviously the Saints would be happy. They haven't been able to win down in Adelaide in their last 11 attempts, so good to see them you know, change that change that stat around. Definitely.
0: Um, the votes for that game, we go one vote to Tex Walker, two votes to Dan Butler, and three votes to Jack Steele. All right, so that is round seven, done and dusted. Um, but for this episode, obviously what we said last week, we're combining the, the two together, so we'll also be previewing round eights. Uh, which starts on Thursday night We've got As we mentioned before Gold Coast in their first ever Prime time slot I think this is well deserved After at the six, season It's exciting happened.
1: And people are enjoying To watch Gold Coast this year Which well, I never thought I'd hear anybody say Some people are saying They're the sexiest team To watch at the moment <laughs> Any bets that was Bruce McAvaney that said the word sexy? I think it was Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> sexy, delicious, yeah. succulent. That'd all be of the above. Yeah, all of the above. <laughs> but he's not wrong, and they are sexy to watch this year. They are.
0: They are. They're very good. Um, I mean, we're. For like every episode We're, we're just pumping up the Gold Coast Suns It's great Oh it's
1: unbelievable We well, <laughs> with thought little... without Rau Yeah we thought without Rau, We still find a way to drop his name in the conversation though Don't we <laughs> oh, it's... it's great Um, But they do take on a, a Bulldogs team That had a, had a great win
0: last week Um, And yeah as we said before I think if the Suns win I think they will definitely play finals
1: Oh you, you'd, you'd have to think so Yeah You'd have to think so for sure Yeah but in saying that as well, if the dogs lose, what does that say about? Yeah,
0: yeah, then they're just then the dogs are just going to be that inconsistent team, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, they need to win games like this to be taken seriously as a premiership threat. Um, I'm going to tip the dogs, just because of what they did last week, and I don't know. I, I, I feel bad not tipping Gold Coast, but I just <laughs> I feel like the dogs will win this one. Yeah. Thoughts.
1: Oh, I don't know. I mean, for me, uh, uh, like we said, so far been a little inconsistent. The Dogs, it just depends which team decides to come out and play. But, yeah, I think I'm going to have to go the Dogs as well. Yep. Okay.
0: Friday Night Football, it's GWS up against the Tigers at Giants Stadium.
1: This is a big game for both sides, I think. I mean... Uh,
0: grand John, final replay?
1: Grand final replay, definitely. And I think the Giants are in need of a win against a well, a side that's probably sitting in the top four to really take anyone, for anyone to take them seriously. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, Richmond are missing, you know, four or five premiership players at the moment. You think the Giants would be able to capitalise on that?
0: Uh, yes. Yes and no. Yes and I, no. I just haven't seen enough from the Giants this season to suggest that they can beat Richmond. I mean, like, you guys still played very good football last week.
1: Yeah, but... but I you did play against North. Did play against North, but so... But you still were good enough to smash them by 10 goals. Yeah, you know? which in saying yeah. that is, you know it's an still achievement a good win. in itself. Yeah, 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 definitely. Well look, I'm I mean, as per usual, I'm I'm still gonna tip Richmond. I, yeah. I think our depth has been pretty good, um, you know, and hopefully we give Giants a few grand final, you know <laughs> grand final hoodoos. So <laughs> That's what I mean.
0: Like are they gonna have, you know, is that PTSD gonna come back to the Giants when they say the Richmond players run out?
1: Oh I'd I'd love it too. <laughs> I'd love it too. But I, I do think in saying that, um some of Richmond's Big guns really need to have like a good a, a big game in lift. I mean, Rewalt played alright on the weekend, but I think players you know like like himself, Lynch, um, Cotchin's a chance. My, Dustin Martin needs to have a like those guys need to start playing some like really good footy. Mm. I think again because we at the moment our young guys are the ones that are having the best games. Yeah, well that's good, which is good. Yeah. I love to see that, but I mean that imagine take how good you know, yeah, take yeah. it back to that next level if our stars start playing as good as well as those younger guys. So. I'm still going to tip Richmond because, like I said, Giants have been a bit inconsistent. Richmond have seemed to have found a bit of form again. Yeah. Um, you know,
0: yeah. Is so, there any update on Dion Prestia?
1: I know they were flying him into Queensland. Yeah. Um, but you know, when it found out we we're going to be there an extended period of time, mm. no word on when he'll be back though. Okay. But and I so know that's another. You know, that's, that's another. That's another yeah, another guy that could be in, and then you've got. Um, well, you got Dave Asprey, who's also a potential in this week. Yep. I know he was a chance last week, I think. So it'd be good to see him back, another Premiership defender. So,
2: yeah.
0: Yeah, I think the Tigers will win as well. Um, and I think that will rule out the Giants from playing in the top four. Yeah. Or him. finishing in the top four this season, I feel. So, yeah, Richmond win for both of us. Saturday afternoon footy. North Melbourne versus Carlton. I was saying off air before that I'm probably not going to watch this game simply because Carlton are favourites and I don't like it when Carlton are (laughs) favourites because if we lose to North Melbourne that undoes everything we've done over the last few weeks and to be honest I'm Fucking shit scared. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I am. Yeah, look, it's it's. I guess like we were saying with you know you don't. like I said last episode you don't want to be that team of losers to Adelaide. You're in a similar boat right now. You don't want to be that team of losers to North no. at the moment. Not the way they're playing. The players where that they are sitting out, on the so, ladder. Yeah. Um, the way you guys have been playing, it just it all. Yeah, it all makes it very difficult if you guys lose to North yeah. this week.
0: You know if we if we genuinely turn the corner, we need to be winning comfortably against teams like North. Oh, we have to yeah, yeah
1: for sure You you need a ha- you, you don't want to beat them By five points you, you, No You want to beat them By 40 plus Yeah
0: So we need to win comfortably If we're going to be Taken seriously As a football club um, But in saying that You know North have lost Five in a row So they're, they're due They're absolutely due Oh yeah But they have got A lot of players out I mean Zeeble Looks like he's going to miss Ben Cunnington's still out I think Zuhar Was a, a Laid out last week So who knows If he's going to get up Could go either way With him Yeah, yeah. So I think yeah, the Blues need to win this. I mean, like, yeah. I'm more nervous for this game than I've been for any other game this season. <laughs> <laughs> just simply because we're favourites and that doesn't happen often.
1: Well, you should chuck a bit of money on North. That way, if you lose, it's not all bad. I'd chuck,
0: yeah, a couple hundred on North to win. <laughs> Jesus. Just, just, just to cover myself. That's excessive. <laughs> Maybe not that much.
1: You're um, not, I'm not on your job.
0: No, I am going to tip the Blues.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, same thing. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I can't see North beating Carlton. Not, yeah. the, not the
0: form Carlton's in. No. Um, all right, Sydney and Hawthorne at the SCG. I think Hawth, this is a great opportunity for Hawthorne to get back on the winner's list. You know, Sydney are playing like a bottom four team. Oh, so are Hawthorne. So are
1: Hawthorne, I guess. They're both struggling for a win. They
0: are. Um, but I think, you know, just with you know, Clarkson at the helm, I can't see them losing this one just because they're backs against the wall this week. You know they, they, the players that Hawthorne have are better than what they're putting out there. I feel. Oh yeah, one hundred
1: percent, one hundred percent. And you know, like you said with Clarko as well. I mean, both coaches have sort of been in the spotlight at the moment for their, well, the way their teams have been playing. And you, you just, you just imagine Clarko definitely responding, especially as you said against a side like Sydney, who are depleted at the moment, then then don't have their full side out there. So yeah. it'd be really disappointing for Hawthorne not to capitalise and you know get the win.
0: Yeah, I think they will just, yeah it, I mean, as I said before Sydney did play well Against Gold Coast last week But yeah. I just think Yeah, backs against the wall Hawthorns, you know At least their midfield Are good enough To get the job done Against a, a very young Sydney team So Yeah, I'm going to tip the Hawks Yeah, I'm going for the Hawks yeah. as well Saturday night We've got Port Adelaide And St Kilda At Adelaide Oval This game will be a beauty Absolute beauty this one
1: Yeah, oh, I'm very excited For this yeah. game I think it'll be great yes. um, Port back at Adelaide Oval
0: They are In front of their fans And um, yeah, coming off that, that really good win last week with that Robbie Gray goal. I think they'll be full of confidence going into this one. They'll have their fans. Um, but they are playing against St. Kilda, who have been in pretty good form and did play at Adelaide Oval last week. Like I can say they just came yeah. off a
1: win at Adelaide Oval. Mind yeah. you, was against the Crows. But, you know, still shows they can win there. Yeah. They, they know where they're playing. They're familiar with it, you know, playing two weeks in a row there. So, if the Saints come out and you know, with a good form of shown, it'll be a very good game to watch. It will be. Yeah, I'm
0: really looking forward to this one. I think this is going to um, be super close. I think if the Saints can get up, then we can really talk seriously about St Kilda being a, a real threat this season. Um, but And then in saying that, if Port Adelaide you know, win this quite comfortably, then we can definitely say that they're going to be a... We're yeah. there and thereabouts um, come season's end. So I'm going to tip Port just because it's at home.
1: Yeah, I'm tipping yeah. Port as well. I also just... I think Port are probably a little bit better of a side than St. Kilda. I think, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm going for Port as well, but it could go either way, the way they're playing.
0: Sunday games, we've got Adelaide and Essendon at Adelaide Oval. Is this going to be Adelaide's uh, first win?
1: (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) I've been waiting to say (laughs) that. (laughs) I can see you've been, you know, steaming to get that one out. Um, Nah, surely not. I know Essendon came off a poor game last week, but I can't see them having two games in a row like that. nah. Not even with players out, that I can't see them beating it, uh, losing to Adelaide, sorry. No. Nah,
0: can they? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, 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 they, they can't, can't. They can't. can't. <laughs> they can't. Um, yeah, I think Essendon should win this, especially after last week's performance. They need to bounce back. Um, I think this is the perfect op- opportunity for them to do that. Um, I mean, if Adelaide can bring that intensity that they brought last week, then they can be within it, within touching distance. But yeah, I think Essendon would be too strong. But in saying that, Essendon over the last few years, these are the sort of games that they drop, and that's this is why they never make it far in the finals. And I'm not just saying that because of it's Essendon. You're, yeah, your biased opinion on them. This is not, and you ask every Essendon supporter. These are the sort of games that they drop. They have dropped in the past, and it's what's hurt them.
1: Well, yeah, and exactly, and these are the games that can you know be the difference between finishing eighth and ninth. Yep. Or you know fourth and fifth. You know, if Correct. you're trying to make top four, so. Yep. I mean, I still I don't see them losing it, but it also, you know, won't surprise me if, you know, next week we're talking about Essendon losing Adelaheads. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, nah, but I, I'm still tipping Essendon and I think they'll yeah, win quite comfortably. Uh, definitely. Um, we've got West Coast and Collingwood at Optus Stadium
0: later that day. It's a twenty eighteen grand final replay. Thing. It's going to be an absolute beauty. This one. Oh, you'd think it's so. The Port Saints Game was going to be good. This is going to be even better.
1: Well, this has to be game of the round. You'd think, yeah. Wouldn't you? I mean, the the form West Coast is coming into. I mean, Collingwood's already in good form. They have yeah. been all year. Yeah, couldn't. I'm very excited for this. I I never know who to tip. To be honest, I think just I don't know great game all round. Yeah. Well, Collingwood's um, lack of ability to get a lot of score on the board hurt them against West Coast. They've kicked low scores. I mean, yeah, well, Dagoe kicked
0: five of them last week and he's not going to be there. Yeah, well, yeah.
1: exactly right. Um, and, you know, weeks before that, we've spoken about Collingwood struggling to get scores mm-hmm. on the board. They've been able to stop teams from scoring, Yeah. but themselves not as much. Uh, what do you... How do you reckon this is going to pan oh, out? I think they'll
0: be fine. I think they'll be fine. They're just in, in really... They're in red-hot form, so I think they'll be okay. Um, it's just whether they can stop West Coast attack because obviously West Coast have got a great forward line too. I think the winner of this game is going to be right up there. I mean, like if West Coast can beat Collingwood in the form that they're in, everyone's a big. They're going to jump on West Coast, aren't they?
1: Yeah, yeah. Everyone will be right but, back on West Coast. But yeah. if Collingwood wins, and
0: then I think they'll be probably flag favourites come end of the
1: round. Oh, yeah. they'd have to be. That would have to be. I think it'll be great to see. You know, some of Collingwood's defenders. I mean, you know, such as Darcy Moore and all that stand up and see how they go against West Coast. You know, big forward line.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm going to tip Collingwood. I'm tipping yeah. Collingwood
1: as well, and. Off topic, I think Brody Marcec as well. I don't know, I've got another feeling I reckon he's going to have a pretty good game. Well, he's had a great season. Exactly right. I just, I feel like he'll, you know, especially with Dugowie out this week, not that he hasn't been out before, but I just feel like Marcec will have a big game. Yeah, for sure. Um,
0: We've got Melbourne and Brisbane at Metricon on the Sunday night. Brisbane, well, you know, on paper this should be an easy Brisbane win. Yeah, 100%. But it's not going to
1: be
0: after what Melbourne put in last week. Can Melbourne reproduce it though That's yeah. the question
1: That That's the That's the You know That's the underlying thing If, if yeah. Melbourne can Have two weeks in a row Of the form they had last week Yeah That'll be Unreal game It'll, it'll be very close yeah. But You know Melbourne are also the type Not to be consistent With their performances So
0: Yeah exactly right um, And it's their first week In the Queensland hub too For Melbourne They've been playing in Sydney The last couple of weeks So um, Who knows New environment Travel It might, might affect them But um, but yeah, I don't. I don't see them beating Brisbane in in the form that Brisbane's in. So
1: no, not do I. Do you think it helps that they're playing away from the Gabba though? I mean, I know they're still in Queensland, but Metricon and the Gabba are two different grounds. Yeah,
0: I don't. It probably no, doesn't make a massive difference. No, does it? I wouldn't have thought because Melbourne, are... Melbourne, they're gonna. Yeah, but like they're coming, <laughs> or Melbourne are going to be coming from a hotel. You know. Yeah. Like it's the same. They're just they're both getting buses there. Yeah. Exactly. Melbourne have been there all week, so. Yeah. No, in the AFL, yeah. they'll
1: probably have to share a bus.
0: Probably. <laughs> Who knows? So, um, But, yeah, I'll tip Brisbane for this one. Yeah, and I'm going to the yeah. Lions as
1: well. They're too strong at the moment.
0: And Monday Night Footy is back again this week. So we've got Frio and Geelong from Optus Stadium. This will be um, an interesting game. I think the Cats have got a few outs. I've got a lot of experience out, so it sort of levels it up a little bit. I wouldn't say completely level, but
1: it doesn't completely gives Freo a slight chance. It gives him a yeah. sniff for sure. I yeah. mean, I think I saw a stat, and Geelong are missing up to about fourteen hundred mm. games worth of experience in terms of the players they're missing this That's week. Huge. So <laughs> that that is massive. I mean, yeah, it gives Freo definitely gives him a big sniff, but I don't know. I, I still think Geelong are probably too good. Yeah. Um, they should win. Even even playing at Optus, I still think Geelong should win this game. Yeah, they should win.
0: I think I think Freo will be in the contest for a lot of it, but I still think Geelong will, will be too strong. Yeah. I think yeah, Freo in front of their home crowd. I think that'll that'll keep them in it for a little bit, but yeah.
1: Yeah, I feel like up until half time it'll probably be close and then you know, they're probably the more well even even with all those players out, I think they're probably still a bit more of an experienced side. Geelong will probably yeah, for sure. kick away. Yeah. And that
0: is it. That is round eight preview done um, some very good games to look forward to there in particular that game um, on the Sunday with West Coast and Collingwood so another exciting round of footy ahead of us um, but we'll move into the famous debate and the very popular spot on a way off that we've been producing lately
1: it's been a great segment it's been yeah. getting a lot of our audience feedback it's, So it has
0: it has um, people have been loving it so it's, uh, it's good um, so I'll, I'll kick it off I'll give you the first one here All right, here we go Christian Petrarca is better than Dustin Martin.
1: <laughs> I, did, I was telling you before this that I have a non biased opinion on this and no you weren't uh, I wasn't okay <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say very biased opinion I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say way off because I think if you put both of them at their best Dustin Martin is still a lot or not a lot better but he's still better at their best. However, at the moment, I mean, it really seems like Dustin Martin only really plays his best footy when. This pressure, or again, you know, it's a, an important game of some sort because I don't know these early games of the season. He's had he's done good things, but he hasn't stood out as Dustin Martin's known to do, whereas Petraka has. So, yeah, I don't know. Contra- yeah, but
0: you're just going off a handful of games, though. You know, well, Dusty's had the the career. Yeah, yeah. The, no. If you go by yeah, the career, yeah, yeah. And,
1: and I'm just saying, at their best, like. Dustin Martin. If yep. Dustin Martin plays his best game. Christian Petrarca plays his best game. You know, this week, Dusty will be is a, a better player. Yep. So, yeah, I th- I think way off. Dustin Martin's still. Dustin Martin at the end of the day.
0: Well, I had this um, argument with Melbourne supporters the other day that, um, well, I told them that Christian Petrarca's has played as many good games as the number on his back, <laughs> and it's fair to say they didn't they didn't like that too much.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: but that's what I mean. But he's he's just. Play, he's playing at at an elite level just this season, so he needs to just keep that up, and then we can start talking about him being in the, in the dusty uh dusty mould. So
1: yeah, no, I agree. So okay. I think that's way off as well. All right, now I've got my got to my one with the amount of uh upsets we've had this season, rule interpretation changes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, there will be no asterisks on this year's premiership as it's probably even harder to win than a normal season. Hundred percent spot on. Spot on.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think this will be one of the greatest premierships a team can
1: win. You'd think so, wouldn't yeah. you? A lot of people. I mean, it's easy to say when your team's not playing well as well. I oh, know there's an asterisk on this year, but but well, why? Why isn't an asterisk? Well, because it's shortened seasons, shortened games. Um, but you know, it, no one's playing. You know, we're doing hubs. You don't. If you're a Victorian team, you're not getting you know. But doesn't this
0: highlight how good your team is if they can get through this? And win oh and no,
1: exactly right. I'm, a lot of yeah. the people I feel that have said that there is an asterisk. The teams that. Uh, performing so, so The ones down the bottom The ones yeah. down the bottom That are going oh well don't worry about this season It's a write off But no I, I think you know, I'm saying it's spot on I With reckon all it's the it's
0: challenges it. Happening this season If you can Come out and win the flag That means more than I think All the other ones Yeah definitely Yeah Because the team that can adapt To all these changes And get through all these You know Weird times Yeah I don't see I don't see any asterisks With it to be honest So 100% Spot on hey. <laughs> <laughs> Me um, All right Hawthorne need to go into a proper rebuild and start again.
1: Spot on. Spot on. I Just like I said, they've been inconsistent this year. They haven't really, you know, shown... Sign- they've shown really good signs, but just not every week. So, yeah, I th- and they've got a lot of young players as well at the moment. I think they should definitely go through a rebuild. And, you know, even if that's not with Clarko, with Clarko, whatever, but I they think they yeah they should be rebuilding and starting from scratch. Yeah. They've, had their, they've had their, you know time in the sun. I think yeah. it's definitely time to rebuild and start again. I think they need
0: to accept the fact that they need to go through it. Oh, never, they haven't. They've tried to avoid it.
1: Yeah. Um, We've done everything <laughs> yeah. they can or not. So. I think now's
0: the time and, you know, maybe, yeah, maybe Clarko isn't the man to take him through a rebuild but, you know, they've got Sam Mitchell there waiting in the wings to take over and I think, you know, a young coach like him could could lead him through it um, and then, you know, you know, Clarko might go to a team that's ready to, to win a flag. So, We'll see what happens there.
1: Yeah, but no, definitely spot on. Yeah. Definitely spot on. Now, this one is a bit of an interesting one. Robbie Gray is spookier to Carlton supporters than a monster under the bed is for a four or five-year-old.
0: <laughs> oh, is that why you took it off the ground sheet? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, because... I feel like if any other player kicked that goal, that would be spot on. But Robbie Gray is an out and out superstar of the game. Arguably one of he could be Port Adelaide's greatest ever player by the time he finishes.
1: He's in the conversation. Yeah, already, So isn't he?
0: for me, you just gotta appreciate the player that he is. Yeah. You know, if if Connor Rosie did that, <laughs> then I'd be bloody wanting to punch him, but um, yeah, Robbie Gray is Robbie Gray. Yeah, you've got to respect Robbie Gray. Yeah. Yeah, no. I, yeah, I, I'm, it's hard to be upset with
1: that. Man, even I'm saying way off for my own topic. Yeah. So, <laughs> way off. Way off. I, I'm just looking at it as if David Mundy for kicking two goals after the siren and beat the Tigers. <laughs> he, he still gives me the heebie-jeebies. So I <laughs> was wondering if I was alone, right. but obviously I am with that one. So yeah, uh, no, nah, way off.
0: Well, that's brilliant. And that, uh, that wraps up our, our debate for the week. Um yeah, feel free to give us some feedback on that. Let us know if there's any, any things you want us to read out and um, we'd be more than happy to to debate them. But um, that is that is a wrap, though, for, for this episode. It's been long. It's been good. We've had to combine everything together. Um, it looks like with the way the, the fixture's been played out, we're going to have to probably do this from now on, aren't we? Yeah, well, with yeah. the
1: 20 games straight coming up as well, it's going to be... Gonna be tough, but oof, you know, footy always finds a way and See, so does the Pressure Form podcast.
0: Exactly right. Everyone's adapting to to things in life now. We're just gonna have to do the same. So um stay tuned. We'll uh, we'll definitely keep you guys updated on on when we're gonna record and and put the episodes out. Um it's just yeah, it just depends on when it can fit in perfectly. Um But yeah, from July twenty nine there's gonna be a game every day, so we'll uh, we'll work something out, but um but as as we say every week, just make sure you leave us a review and and subscribe to us on YouTube. It's it's greatly appreciated. And um, yeah, we've yeah every week we say it. We keep seeing more reviews come in. But the more the merrier. Um, and yeah, any honest feedback that you guys have got for us would be fantastic and, and much appreciated. And have a good weekend. and We hope your team wins. Okay.